0: because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless self helpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher.
1: And I'm Kelsey Cook.
0: And today, woo-hoo, we got some woo-woo that we're going to throw at <laughs> you. We're just talking about personal kind of ex- like spiritual experiences, you know, strange coincidences, those types of things. Yeah, uh, I'm looking too, like- forward to it.
1: Yeah, things that you're like, is this serendipity? Yeah, like I have a hand in this somehow, you know, kinda kinda all that stuff. We're just gonna talk about it and yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes it freaks you out,
1: sometimes it feels comforting. It's just a whole yeah. bag of tricks, you know? Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is coming out on October 10th, so this weekend I will be in Washington, D.C., which is one of my favorite places to do comedy, especially because we have so many great helpsters there, so I'll be at the D.C. Comedy Loft again, would love to see you guys, and then I'm going to be in Grand Rapids October 21st through the 22nd, and in Atlanta in November, Burbank in December, and some of my 2023 tour dates are coming in, so um, in January I'm in Providence and Raleigh. In February, in Philadelphia, and Portland. March, I'm in Cincinnati and back in Minneapolis, which I can't wait for. And, uh, yeah, we're just getting so many other dates coming in. So go to KelseyCook.com to get those tour date tickets. Yeah.
0: Fabulous. Very exciting. Thanks. Um Yes, um, if you're an entrepreneur, you're looking to scale your business without losing your fucking shit. Uh, head over to DelaneyFisher.com. <laughs> I have a podcast called The Minimalist Business Podcast. It's a private show, but it's completely free. You can sign up there; it'll get delivered straight to your inbox. You can connect it to your favorite podcast app, all that good stuff. Uh, we would love to have you. We just talk about, um, you know, scaling without sacrificing your time and your health and your values, and a lot of unconventional strategy and stuff like that. So. Yeah, check it out if you want to.
1: Yay, yes, go do that.
0: So, um, do you want to kick it off? Sure. Yes. Um, do you do you have a quotable cuz I definitely pulled one for this episode that oh, resonates great. with me.
1: You know, I was now that we're recording, I'm like, I could have pulled 28 different ones from the artist way cuz I feel oh, like something yes. talk about today have to do with like once I started reading the artist way. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't have one off the top of my head, I mean, I guess I could just share my all-time favorite quote, which you listeners have heard me say before, but it's, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you've imagined. Yes. By Thoreau, because I do feel like that's, there's something in that, that when you do start moving in the direction of what you actually want, that sometimes weird woo-woo shit starts to happen. Totally. Totally. So- Totally. It feels yes. appropriate to, to bring that quote back just for. Yes. So. Yes. I was actually
0: um, I interviewed one of my fabulous clients on the minimalist business podcast recently and one of her favorite quotes, which I forget which one it is, but it's something about like um, something about when, when you take action or when you when you go after your dreams, the universe conspires. Like yes. to help you. It's like yes. that kind of a thing. And she has this like really incredible story about how she actually moved from Bulgaria to 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 Los Angeles with like a hundred dollars in her pocket. And that's it. and and just a, a fucking dream. <laughs> and um, she said she got here. She was able to find an apartment. her roommate at the time actually ended up giving her her car. And she was also able to work at like this person's old job. She just said, everything supported me. And it was an unbelievable experience. Like by taking that one step, Um, she's amazing. Now she's a celebrity makeup artist in Los Angeles, like living out her dream every day. So it was a really like moving um, story that she shared. And she talked about how that is her favorite quote that like the, the universe conspires to um, yeah. Support you.
1: Yeah. yeah. My, uh, um, my opener, Tommy, um, he's an incredible comic, Tommy Schneeman, go follow him on Instagram. Uh, he just moved to LA and that was a big kind of like leap in the net will appear thing. Where, I mean, anytime a comic takes that step and decides to move to LA, it's like a really massive step out of your comfort zone usually you're usually moving from like a smaller comedy market a smaller city to la and it is incredible he's only been there for like god like a week and a half or something and every time we talk something new has happened that's awesome oh my God, like, see this, this wouldn't have happened. If you hadn't moved there, this opportunity yeah. is just like kind of falling into your lap. It's been really cool. So I I do think there's oh, something to that. That's awesome.
0: that's awesome. I love it. Um, the quote that made me, or what I thought of when I thought about this topic is one of my all-time favorite quotes It's by Socrates. And it says, I know one thing and that is that I know nothing. I love that quote so much, throwing it back to my philosophy days. What's up? Um, <laughs> Because that's truly how I feel about all this shit, you know, the spiritual experiences, those kind of unexplained situations or coinc- coincidences. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on. Is it all in my head? Is it the universe? Is it energy? Is it this? I don't fucking know, but it's uh, it's pretty cool when it happens yeah. and it, you know, comforts you. So that's how I feel about it. Um So, I've kind of mapped out some things that happened that were memorable to me that happened like as a kid, and then like when I got a little bit older, and then also things that happened recently, like kind of like some floodgates that opened recently.
1: Wow, I'm so Um, excited to hear.
0: Yeah, so I'll just kind of start sharing and then Kel's, you know, whatever comes to mind for you. So, I had a I had a lot of dreams and thoughts as a kid that would come true and I just, you know, didn't think anything of it. I was a little kid. So, you know, I'd have a dream that like, I think I've shared it before, you know, I have had a dream that like my friend, you know, got her period. Right. And the dream was that like, we went to the base, the softball field and like, you know, the stadium was filling with, it was kind of graphic, sorry. You know, but like, I'd have that dream, a little freaky, and then I would tell her, oh my God, I had this creepy dream. And then we would go to our softball game on Saturday and then she would say, hey, by the way, I got my period for the first time. That's so weird that you had that dream. So those types of things would happen or I would like look at like a light bulb in my kitchen as a kid and be like, that would be really weird if that burned out. And then it would burn out like within the hour and my parents would have to replace it. So it was just things that I, I was noticed were were happening, but they weren't really freaking me out until I got older and then realized that like people don't really talk about that stuff. And maybe it wasn't happening to other kids. I don't know. I just don't want to be a weirdo. Um, So those types of things would happen pretty frequently. And I honestly, I am like, is maybe this is a theory I have. I spent a lot of time as an only child. I mean, I was like an only child for 12 years of my life. So I spent a lot of time playing by myself or alone with my own thoughts. Or I mean, I had friends and stuff, but you know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't know if I was just... um yeah, I don't know, observing my own thoughts a little bit more than maybe if you grew up with siblings that were really close to your age at all times or something. Um, So that that stuff happened as a kid. And then as I got a little older, I started to just kind of like push a lot of that down because it was a little freaky. And I don't think it was as accepted and all that stuff. But Um, A few instances is like, you know, I knew when like my dog was going to die and I said goodbye to him, even though we didn't know if he was dying. You know, like I just knew those types of moments, which is like a weird feeling that would come over me. Um, I was driving uh, in the neighborhood of my grandparents one day. I was doing something very different, but I just had this overwhelming feeling like I have to go over to my grandparents' house right now. Like I I was on my way home. I went to the mall or something and I had to get off the freeway, turn around and go to my grandparents' house. And I walked into their house and my grandpa asked me like, oh, that's so sweet of you to come check on us after the earthquake. I'm like, what earthquake? And he said, "Well, an earthquake just happened. I, mean, I assume that's why you walked in the door because you felt it." And I'm like, no, I was driving. I did not feel an earthquake, but I just, I was, I didn't want to freak them out. So I'm like, I was just in the area, so I wanted to stop by. But it's like, you know, luckily it wasn't a crazy earthquake. But it's the, just those weird kind of uh, the. It's like a warm, um, it's like a warm energy kind of ro- rushes over my body, and it's I, I just know what I got to do. It's really strange. Um, do you have feelings like this, Kels?
1: No, which is – I feel like this is the episode where we find out that you're
0: an X-Men. Like, what? <laughs> what? Are what you are just sure – I feel like you've got woo-woo stuff, too.
1: I don't have – I don't have those sort of experiences. Okay. I mean, I have experienced kind of what I was saying toward the beginning of the episode of, like, I feel like once I took steps in the direction – of like where I was supposed to be going in life. Yeah. Like all of a sudden the doors were opening for me. But like, I don't, I, now that I can think of nothing's like really popping out to me of that I get a, like a physical sensation that something is happening and, and then I go and then I'm right. I, I don't think I have that. Okay. Interesting. So yours really pop, pop up when it's like you've made a decision
0: to move forward and then you'll notice that things are kind of falling into place.
1: Yeah, it feels like I'm being encouraged in life just by what is happening. Yes. So everything you're saying, all that stuff, is kind of reminding me of when we had Kira Seltanovich on. We've had her on twice. And she talked about that she feels like that sort of intuition she has where she can read people, where she can kind of – she feels like she can know what they're thinking, that sort of a thing. She says that she feels like we all have those abilities. Right. It's just a matter of like – if you are tapped into them, totally. And it may be part of what you're saying that being an only child for so long gave you a deeper connection to yourself. Um, That's the only thing I can think of because I'm like, oh my God, do I sound
0: like it? Do I sound like I'm losing my fucking marbles by sharing this? Like, I was very on the edge of like, should I open up about this stuff or should I not?
1: You know what I mean? Well, oh, I like it. Well, I think that y- you wouldn't be saying it unless shit actually happens when you feel this way. So right. it's like you have these things to back up that there's definitely something going on. And I have um, – my hairdresser actually is like that where she – it's almost like a sixth sense. Like she just knows when something bad is going to happen or good is going to happen, and then it does, and it's pretty freaky. Yeah. Um, so I hear I hear stories like this. I just don't have yeah. a ton of my own, but – Yeah. I just – All this made me think of something that I haven't – I don't think I'd really – I don't know if I hadn't thought of it or just maybe I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but you know how we did that episode about jealousy where I kind of opened up about what Taylor and I had been going through for yeah. years and that we were able to like work through it. And and she and I were talking recently that we might want to do an episode about it. Oh, like I love that idea. We both open up together about kind of what that experience was but when we had kira on i think it was the first time we had her on her her reading of my energy was that she was like oh you you don't want me in you don't want to let me in yeah you have this demeanor that you do and that you're comfortable with this but as soon as i try to get in there's a big wall and i look back and what I was thinking at the time that she was reading me was like I was terrified that she was going to expose how I felt. Oh, about, wow. Oh about that's like wild. My, like my insecurities and the jealousy I was dealing with. Wow. Um, with Tay, because I feel like when we were in this podcast studio, hers and my those feelings that we were dealing with were really strong. Yeah like all together in the studio space and so i (laughs) i think back now to kira being like oh yeah there's some sort of wall like you don't want to let me in right now it's crazy that she could feel that because i was sitting there like please don't please don't do this like i'm not ready to talk about this yet (laughs) that's
0: really weird
1: so now i like look back and
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, I think this is, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm like a special person. I think we all have these different, um, yeah, these, all these like different feelings and stuff like that. And some of us maybe are aware or listen to them and actually act on them. And some of us don't, or we're not even aware that they're happening. And so I started noticing that about myself, probably more as a teenager, like I'd get a feeling or I'd have a dream. And I knew that it was different than other dreams and other feelings. It felt very distinct. Um, and then some other stuff started happening where I would get a thought in my head or I would hear like a, um, a word or something. And I was like, it's that weird. It didn't, that didn't feel like it came from me. Like when I was really sick, when I had to be uh, withdrawn from high school, um, I, it was I was getting really sick in the bathroom and at my school and i remember just the word bacteria popped up in my head and i was like that's really weird why is that there and then you know within the coming weeks we found out that i had like a really bad overgrowth of uh candida which is a bacteria we all have in our stomach and stuff like that mm-hmm. i was like oh that's weird i that that word popped up in my head and mm-hmm. at the time i was seeing a lot of different specialists and it wasn't going that down the bacteria conversation at all so i'm like oh that's really strange but, you know, you write it off, you write it off. You don't want to think about it or talk about it. Um, there was a moment where Cam and I were dating really early on. And I, I, it was like something in my head said, this is your husband. Like, here he is. And I'm like, holy shit, this is weird. I mean, this was in the first few weeks. So not something that you tell the fucking guy that you've right. been dating for a few weeks. But like that happened. I'm like, it's not like, oh, I think I might marry this guy. I was like, hey, this is your husband. You've been waiting for him. Here he is. It just like, boom, that's it. And it's like, it, it, it was different than a feeling of like, oh, I think I can marry this guy or like, he might not even feel the same way. So it's, you know what I mean? So it's not like, uh, oh, I hope he feels the same way. It was just like, this is happening. I'm like, okay. Th- that So that was a weird moment. Those two moments felt very similar of like some something popping in my head that didn't feel like me. And yeah. I remember two times where that happened where, you know, it, it was, it felt different and it was also true. Um, and then, um, I, I had a kind of a weird experience. Like my grandmother passed away when I was a teenager. Um, and I think I shared this before I was in my bedroom and I was trying to fall asleep. And like, I felt like a very warm rush of like light or energy on my body. And I smelled her perfume, like really distinctly. And I got out of bed thinking, oh, I probably have like a box of her stuff in here and I'm smelling that perfume. So I'm like, Looking all around the room. There's no box. There's no perfume. There's no nothing. I'm like, well, that was weird. Um, All right, back to bed. Like, let's not think too much into it, you know, just weird stuff like that. Um, And so I pushed things down for a long time until up until a few years ago, where I realized that by me shutting off my intuition, I had let some really shitty things happen to me. And I had been um you know i i just i wasn't as in touch as i felt like i should be with my intuition because of certain situations i'd gotten myself in so that's when i kind of deliberately started to l- welcome this stuff kind of back into my life and started to tr- try to like strengthen certain things and the stuff that i would do would just be like if i had a dream about somebody or if i had an idea or thought I would do a little action on it. Like if I had a weird dream about somebody from middle school, I would look them up the next morning, you know? And I just started saying, okay, maybe there's a reason I'm thinking about that person right now. And I would start to reach out and I started finding things of like, I'd look them up on the internet. They had just had a baby the night before, or I looked them up and like, oh, I hadn't even realized that they lost their brother in a horrible accident and the anniversary of his death is coming up. Like All these kind of strange things would happen where I'm like, oh... Maybe that's why I was thinking about that person randomly from middle school. Like we all have those thoughts, but do we actually act on them and reach out or see what they're up to? I don't know. So I just started doing that. And as I started doing that, I just felt like I was more aware or more open to those types of things. And then some really crazy shit started happening.
1: before All right. I get into right. it.
0: I'll, I can f- say some stuff afterward. Okay. Okay. So, um, a lot of stuff happened when my grandpa passed away in October, the first thing that happened and cam was there with me, cam and I were laying on our bed and I got one of those really weird, overwhelming, like feelings, rushes of energy. And it was like, Oh God. And cam was there. So usually I don't Share so much of this with him. He's, you know, has different feelings about it. Um, but I couldn't not share because he was next to me, hearing me say, "Oh my god!" Uh, and so I said, "I just got a really weird feeling, and kind of like a weird imagery attached to the feeling that it's somebody in my family's last birthday, and I have an idea of who it is, but I I'm not sure." And when I got that feeling, I had like a weird. Um, like flashback memory of being given a gift at my grandparents' house. And it was a gift that my aunt had given me. And so I started, you know, getting nervous that it could be any of those people involved, right? Like the aunt giving me the gift, being at my grandparents' house, that kind of thing. I didn't really know. Um, And then the next day or the, within 48 hours, I got a call from my aunt that told me that you know my grandfather had been put into ho- is in hospice now and you know not much time left kind of a thing and i was like oh that's really weird because i had that weird feeling within a couple days i get this call and the messenger was my aunt with the vision was my aunt giving me this (laughs) gift was really weird. Right. And it was about my grandpa. So I told him, I was like, Holy shit. Cam He's like, yeah, that's fucking weird. You know, Cam's not like a woo-woo type, but he's like, that's weird. He was with me when it happened. I said it out loud. It's like somebody's last birthday in my family, very confidently. 12 days later, my grandpa passed away. Um, And then within like 48 hours of him passing away, a lot of weird shit started happening in my home. Um, I'd I know I sound like a fucking nut job. Okay. <laughs> so, you tell the recorder
1: or, or no, I haven't.
0: I haven't yet.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So the, within a couple of days of him passing away, I, I come home. I'm very like delirious. I've been up all night and stuff like that with him and, and, and all that. So I really dismiss a lot of the things that I, I was hearing, like fiddles around my house, which I think, you know, I'm like, that's just sleep deprivation, but I hear Irish music. Maybe it's the plumbing. Maybe it's this, my grandpa was born in Dublin. So I'm like, that's okay. I need to sleep because obviously I'm, I'm hearing some shit. I need to go to bed. Um, my computer screen, uh, was flashing like little dots of energy. I'd never done that before. I was like, that's really weird. Okay. I'm sure that's nothing. I just kept saying, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then three people very close to me, um, I think you were one of them, and I think I told you about this. You and two other people, I I had texted about something and you only wrote back one word and it was absolutely... And that happened a few different times, and that was like my grandpa's signature word, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it was it was strange because um, the people that I had been talking to never used that word by itself before; they never, you know, res- yeah. interacted that way with me. So I was just seeing absolutely with all these different responses, which was really yeah. strange. And it only happened within twenty four to forty eight hours of his death, so I thought that was really strange. And I'm like, I'm just. Now I'm just pulling at strings. This doesn't mean anything. Um, but I asked a friend about it and I was like, that's so weird that you said that word. And she's like, you know what? I felt weird when I texted that word because it's not a word that I use when I text people. And I actually, when I sent that, I was like, is that a weird thing to say? Should I have said something else or added onto it? So she felt weird texting that. I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm probably just looking for meaning because I'm sad, you know? Um, and then on the second day after he had been gone, Cam, um, he went outside, he was gonna go grab a coffee. And next to our dumpster was this perfectly beautiful record player in perfect condition, next to the dumpster, nothing else is around, really strange. And a couple weeks leading up to my grandfather's passing. I was playing a lot of his old music for him. He loved the whole Spotify thing. He couldn't believe that you could just request a song and then hear it a second later. So I was playing a lot of music and that's kind of like how we were communicating towards the end. And so this record player shows up and Cam brings it in and he's like, this was outside. Let's see if it works. And it uh, it works. And the things that are inside, there's a record that is inside the record player it's a Billy Joel um, album. And one of the songs is about, um, I can't remember the name. I I have the album downstairs. One of the songs is about an Irish man dying and you're by his bedside. So that's one of the songs on the record. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then I opened up the, we opened up the CD player and there was the Nutcracker CD in there, which how random of the music, first of all, the music's a bit random, right? Like this is a, I live in a pretty young, hip uh, area. <laughs> you know, I don't think that there's going to be a classical nut, you know, Nutcracker thing. So that CD is left in there. It's one of my grandfather's favorite ballets. I would dance to it in the living room as a kid, all that shit. I was like, how weird is this, that this like showed up, literally showed up on our doorstep, And it's music that has a connection to this. And I was giving him music like towards the end. So I just thought that was weird. And so, of course, I had to tell my family group chat about it. because I'm like, how crazy is this? Thinking it's a fun, you know, it's a cool, fun thing. And so I get a call from my I get a FaceTime immediately from my cousin. And she's like, Delaney, holy shit. Look in the corner of my bedroom it is the same exact record player that showed up on my doorstep that she has had in her bedroom for however many years she's had it. She said I got this record player because it reminds me of grandpa and even though it no longer goes with like the aesthetic of my home, I can't seem to get rid of it because it reminds me of grandpa. And then we're like, "Wow, that's really weird." It's and it's, you know, I don't know how how common of a record player this is, but it's the same brand, same color, same model, everything. And I said, wow, isn't that really strange that the two granddaughters that were in the room when he died now have the same record player? And she's like, yeah. And I have the same CD because I don't know if you remember this, but the Nutcracker was one of the first like ballets I was in. And so I bought that CD. She either bought it for my grandpa or for herself. So we now have the same record player and the same fucking Nutcracker CD. And they're both things that w- w- was connected to my grandpa. I mean, that stuff is fucking weird, right? Like it just kind of kept going. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is weird. And like, maybe I'm really looking into this because it makes me feel good, but also nothing like that's ever happened to me before. Right. And I tell Cam and he's like, not into this stuff at all. And he's like, that's really fucking weird. That is really weird. I've been seeing it unfold and that's weird.
1: Right. Right.
0: So that's just one of a, a few. There's a few
1: others. <laughs> I mean, I am like head to toe goosebumps. And I like knew and I've heard this story. Yeah. Before, but I, you know, I had forgotten the details. And yes, it, it, it's very strange. I mean,
0: it really like freaked me out. And and um, I'm interested in learning a little bit more about numerology because I didn't know what it was, but I kept seeing the the time 11, 11 and one, one, one everywhere. And the record player arrived at 11, 11 all these things. And I'm like, what is this? And I looked it up and it's supposed to be some kind of spiritual number. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what fuck this is. Um, but yeah, so that happened. And then, um, I, you know, I was planning my wedding over the coming months after that. It was like sad not having my grandpa there. And so my mom and I um, went to his backyard um, and we were, uh, collecting branches from the orange tree and collecting oranges. Cause I used those in my centerpieces at my wedding. Yeah. And we were talking about how, like anytime I visited my grandpa, he'd hand me a few bucks for gas money or something like that. It was really sweet and stuff like that. And, um, we were talking about how, wow, it's nice that my wedding centerpieces were free because they're from grandpa's backyard. And all I need to get is, uh, like 10 Mason jars that I could probably find at the dollar store for a dollar. So my mom was like, oh yeah. So only 10 bucks and it would be your centerpieces. How cool or whatever. And I, I shit you not. <laughs> we look in the fucking pool in his backyard. Keep in mind, my grandparents do not live in this home. They they own it, but they moved out uh, several years ago. Um, nobody's in this backyard. There's a $10 bill floating in the fucking swimming pool of this backyard. So I pick up the $10 bill and we're both just like, wow, that's fucking weird. Is that grandpa buying your centerpieces? I don't know. It's pretty cool. I dried that baby off. I kept it. I used it to buy
1: um, the rest of my centerpieces with that. Um, So that was really strange. I know that on the podcast, it just sounds like I'm not here (laughs) making any noise, but it's just because my jaw is open. (laughs) It's weird.
0: And it's not like I'm having these experiences all the time. I mean, there'll be like months or years in between these types of experiences. And I've gotten to the point where I just, uh, certain feelings I have, like I said, they feel different and certain dreams I have. And so so, uh, this was a couple months ago and he's been, he's been, um, gone almost coming up on a year. Couple months ago, I have a really vivid dream about my grandfather, and we're walking down this like grassy path somewhere. And he keep he just keeps looking at me, saying, uh, "You're looking pluck, kid. You're looking pluck." I don't know what the fuck that word means. I don't know if it is a word. It's really strange. And luckily, I remembered he said that when I woke up from my dream because it was one of those dreams that felt really different. Yeah. And it it bums me out because he said a bunch of stuff after that that I don't remember, but I do remember this word. So So I called my mom to say like, hey, is this like a word that you know about? Did grandpa say this? She's just like, no, I don't. I've never heard that. I'm like, yeah, me neither. Okay, whatever. I decided to give it a Google and the word pluck is a word and it means um, spirited and determined courage. So it's almost like, hey, you look, you're looking wow. courageous or something. Right. And then I looked at the fucking origin of the wow. word and the origin is old English wow and was originally boxers slang. My grandfather was a professional boxer in Ireland. He grew, he was, he was born, raised in Dublin. Um, oh and I, shh, I don't, ah, boys, the boys are getting crazy too. Um, I, I mean, I almost shit my pants because this is a word. I didn't even know it existed. Not only does it exist, but it means something. And it's an old boxers slang from who knows how long ago. So then I, you know, I had to call my mom back and say, I, I looked it up and apparently it's a word and she's like, holy shit.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously it's a word. We all know, you know, right. We know the other term like as a verb, but plucking your feather. Exactly. But as an adjective, it's like, right. You're looking plucky, I believe. Right. Oh, (laughs) sure. Yeah. You're looking plucky, but I'd never
0: heard yet. You're looking pluck. You're, and it's like in his Irish accent, you're looking pluck, you're looking pluck. And I'm like, I, I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, Because he would always say like, hey, you're looking good or you're looking, you know, you got guts or whatever, but never that term. So that was really strange.
1: That is so was weird. weird. You have not told me that before. And that's yeah, like... that was the most recent one. Yeah. To have a word come in that you had not heard before in that way. Yeah. Because then it's like, well, then where, where did it come from?
0: Where did it come from? I'm not, I'm not a fucking dictionary. I, <laughs> I, I know other Irish slang, but my grandpa never used that word to the point where I'm like, that must be mumbo jumbo that my brain is processing. And um, I didn't even think to look it up right away because I'm like, well, that's not a real word. Or that's not how you use that word. My God. Very that, strange. That is crazy. That's really crazy. That freaked me out. I was like, oh, oh, how specific can you get that it's fucking originally boxer slang? Yeah. Old English, you know, like that is, I mean, my grandfather, yeah, grew up in in Ireland and England. We have family in Ireland and England. So yeah, I just thought that was really weird. But um, those are the most memorable as of recently and a little bit of when I was a kid and a teenager. But
1: Dang. Yeah. That's really – <laughs> I would love to have um, like an energy healer on the show. Somebody – I mean, I, I know yeah. Kira kind of does stuff like that, but um, yeah, I, I, I think that stuff is, is very interesting yeah. I don't – it's like your Socrates quote. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, well, know, I don't what know what happened. Just because I can't, it's just, yeah. you know do those things. I I don't think it means that it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know,
0: anybody who knows me, I'm a very analytical person. Of course, I enjoy the woo-woo here and there. It's fun, but I'm, I I feel like I'm more analytical than woo and I'm more action-based than let me manifest my dream in a corner. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to just uh, be rude to anybody who is more energy, but that's why I have had such a resistance with this shit, because yeah. it's like two parts of me are battling. Like, how do you explain this? But there's got to be a way to explain this, you know, and it's just back and forth. And so now I'm just like, I don't fucking care what it is. I'm just going to go with it. And it's yeah. kind of, you know. Dang. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't personally have a ton. I mean, there are things that have happened. You're right. And honestly, yeah. as you're talking, it's made me go, oh yeah, I guess there's that. I guess there's that. So maybe there are more yeah. things. Do you I want realized. to share anything? Yeah. there. Um, when we've talked about my allergies before, I'm not sure that this has ever come up, but when I found out I was allergic to wine, I had learned that it was the sulfites in wine that I was allergic to. Yeah. And this was during a time in high school where I was kind of discovering a lot of allergies. It felt like my body was becoming very reactive. And I remember it was in home ec class and um, I, I must not have been in the class because this wouldn't have made sense. maybe a friend of mine or my boyfriend at the time was in the class. Anyway, somebody gave me a scone that was made in home ec class and I took a bite and a scone wasn't like, I, I, I wasn't a big scone eater. You know yeah and i took a bite of it and i remembered like the second it was in my mouth my body told me i needed to go spit it out
0: oh weird
1: and i had no reason i mean it was like a like a raspberry scone something just like very basic and normal yeah um there was no reason for me to have that and it tasted good it wasn't like it tasted bad either but my body was like Something just told me, like, you have to go spit this out right now. Like, you can't swallow
0: weird. this. Weird.
1: And so, and I felt, like, mentally unwell. Because <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is so weird yeah. to go spit this out. And I did. And my, um, the inside of my mouth, after I spit it out, was, like, feeling itchy and just, like, weird. And I um, asked to see the recipe for the scone and cream of tartar was one of the leavening agents in it and um because this was it was like a really really old recipe cream of tartar is not used that that much in recipes that i mean i don't know in certain things it is but if you don't know cream of tartar it's basically like another form of baking powder okay soda but it's made from the scrapings of wine barrels Oh, wow. Weird. It's like sulfites condensed, basically. It's like the most, from what I understand, it's like the most sulfites that you could kind of have in like a thing. Oh, that's
0: so weird. Yeah. So
1: uh, that was kind of how I discovered another part of that allergy without even. It just was my something in me told me I needed to spit it out.
0: That's so strange. Yeah. Like
1: like, uh, I don't know. I just
0: don't, I don't get it. Like, and that makes me think, okay, is this like an evolutionary thing where, where our body or, or our senses can pick up on something that our brain doesn't know we're picking up on. And that's why we're doing certain things and it's all like survival or is there something else going on? (laughs) It's so weird. I know. so weird.
1: I know. There's a lot of stuff that happens for me in, um, in craniosacral therapy, where i feel like she is a very very intuitive human being and she the way she's able to like listen to people's bodies to know where she needs to work on that session yeah it's always spot on i mean she will tell me things she'll ask me things that i'm like there's no way you could have known that that's what's going on right in my life and yet it is like so Exact. Yeah. And and if you go back and listen to that episode, I had uh, Joey, my craniosacral therapist, on, and we talked about some of those experiences. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I don't feel like I am very good at like fortune telling, reading the future, anything like that. But I do have experiences with people around me where I see them do things and I'm like, oh my God, that is very accurate. Yeah. And I feel like for me, more of um, like a lot of my more woo woo experiences have had to do with my career and just kind of what happened in my life the second I started to pursue comedy. Yeah, when I was in college. because I, I started reading the artist's way, and it just, you and I have had some similarities in our lives where we have been interested in so many things that we've felt like we needed to try a bunch of different things to figure out what was the right fit. And so I'd been doing that before I started pursuing comedy and like doors weren't really opening in the other things I was pursuing. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I thought I wanted to be a high school math teacher and it just felt like that path was getting harder and harder and harder for me. Like, yeah. the, like, there was something that was trying to redirect me and for a while I just didn't want to listen to it because I was like, no, this is – I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing and everything kept being like, nah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is not right. your, this is not your destiny to become a high school math teacher. And like the second I let myself try stand up, so many – crazy doors started to open for me where it just was like back to back to back to back. I was calling my friends with like a new story every day it felt like of like, you will not believe what I just got offered, what opportunity just came my way, this, this, this. And so I think there is just something to be said regardless of what you believe in. Yeah. I think once you get on the right path in life, Maybe it's just your excitement that you're doing something that you really actually want to do. Right. Uh, I don't know, but it does feel like I've, I've really experienced that in comedy, that it has kept me on this path because not only do I love it so much, but I have just had strange serendipitous experiences that make you go, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to explain this, but this is weird that this happened. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's, uh, yeah. I feel like there are probably so many explanations, right? There's probably so many explanations, whether it's like physiological stuff, intention, setting intentions, old memory, whatever. There's probably a bazillion explanations, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's cool and it feels good. You know, it's like, who cares what this shit is? And whatever you believe in, I'm just kind of open to like, I don't really care what it is anymore, but I'm using it more as a tool than i used to i'm not pushing it away anymore i'm not dismissing it i'm just being a lot more open to it and that's been working for
1: me that's awesome yeah and you listeners know obviously feng shui yes rooting in just like your intention and knowing what you want in life like one of the first exercises that the Feng Shui book I always recommend, uh, Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life, talks about is to go through each area of your life and take inventory.
0: And right. I think that's something
1: that's important to do, God, every, every season, every six months at least, to just go through like prosperity and be like, okay, let's take stock of what I'm prosperous in in life. Let's take stock of what my financial goal- goals are, what I'm working toward. Uh, you know, love and relationships. Let's take stock of that. How are my friendships? How's my romantic life? Yeah. What am I looking for? Because once you get clear on what you want and you, whether it's like getting really woo-woo and setting up your apartment or not, I think you just want to make your living space something that reflects what you're working toward. Yeah. Totally. And I
0: love what you said about like, maybe it's something where you're, when you start pursuing that thing, everything just feels a little bit more exciting. And and you kind yeah. of think like, well, wow, everything is like a potential opportunity, opportunity now, because I'm in this space that I want to be in. I think that's really cool too. Yeah. And I don't know if this is a quote or just, you know, something somebody said at some point or a phrase or thought or whatever, but, um, I love the concept of the fact that like energy doesn't disappear. It just changes form. And so when you think of like, yeah, you turn on the TV, there's like energy going through the TV, turn it off. It doesn't mean that energy just completely disappears. It just goes to do something different. Right. So I think that's an interesting concept too, is like, if we're all, made of energy, everything's energy, then it makes sense that maybe we could sense other energy or, you know, waves of energy come through us or something like that to me does make sense. Um, But man, I can't, I can't explain any of it. I'm just kind of open to the mystery, baby. Why not?
1: (laughs) Um,
0: This is a fun topic. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, thanks for letting me Word vomit all my weird shit.
1: <laughs> being vulnerable and talking about it, I'm sure. Oh God, find
0: it. Uh, This is an episode. I'm glad I don't have social media because I don't, I don't need the messages of like you're
1: not job. <laughs> oh my God, no, no, no. Well, let me for my segment. Let me tell you a little something about uh about something I've been sharing on social media the last couple of days. So I went to Target because I wanted to buy a new shower curtain uh, amongst some other things. When I got there, I went to the candle aisle. I went kind of fucking crazy in the candle aisle. I bought like straight up. I'm not even exaggerating. I think like 13 different candles. I I was smelling all of them. It was kind of like a little artist date for me. Oh, yeah. I went in with my headphones in. I was just like listening to my music, smelling good smells. And but I think (laughs) I don't know if it's possible to get high from smelling candles, but I really did. Headache. I, I, yes, I smelled so many. I definitely felt pretty like lightheaded. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't quite feel 100 percent sober. I think like you got yourself I got, stoned off of Target. <laughs> I got like a little fucked up on pumpkin spice. It, <laughs> kinda. It, it did yeah. something to me that I don't know. Like I should have been driving a car afterward. Sure, sure. So then I went to go get a shower curtain, and I went down the bath aisle. I grabbed one that I thought looks nice and I got home and um, I felt so confident about this purchase that I like immediately threw my sh- old shower curtain in the, the garbage. I was like, I don't even need it. Yeah. I feel good about this. This is going to be great. And um, I put it, I started to put it up and I realized like halfway through trying to like get it on like the little clips or whatever that it was half the length of my actual shower oh like it was not nearly wide enough and it sure. was also so incredibly long like like evening gown tra- like a wedding dress train coming off of this <laughs> shower curtain yes and i was like what the fuck is going on here like how did yeah. I go so wrong with this shower curtain purchase right and so i put it on my social media i'm joking about it and my stepsister messages me the next morning and she's like, "Do you think that you maybe just bought like an actual curtain? Right, like a regular curtain a for your curtain? window." <laughs> <laughs> and I dug the package out of the trash, <laughs> and sure fucking enough, I bought a window curtain. Nice. That um not the picture on the box is of it over a window. It's not even.
0: Wow. So you really fucked up. Yeah.
1: i fully fucked up. Yeah. Um, I should have known when it's like there aren't like there weren't holes to like put the hooks through. It was like a cloth, like cloth fabric that you would slide a rod through. And I'm just yeah. like somehow making it work. Yeah. And um, so I like I, I updated everything. I updated everybody on social media. On the situation and um now I'm just in like this weird shower curtain window was, curtain hell where you like you just have like I a soppy go. wet curtain hanging well, in your I bathroom. I had bought a curtain liner, so that's been basically acting as like the shower curtain. But like I look like I'm like I'm not allowed to go to Target alone anymore. And especially like not allowed to buy things after smelling candles. Yeah,
0: you got to stay with that fucking candle section, or just go there and then you know go out with your friends after. Yeah, the candle section.
1: Go party. I yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's like my pregame now. (laughs) Um, Just couldn't believe that I like bought um, a wood. But I will say, in my defense, it was in the bath aisle, huh? Next to shower curtains, which I'm like, yeah, that's weird. like that's so, fucked up.
0: So, are you going to keep this in your bathroom, or are you yeah. going to exchange it or no, take I have it down? To ex- I,
1: I oh, okay. already bought a new one on Amazon that Great. will hopefully be here soon. So, anyway, right. is- and you're sure it's a
0: shower curtain, not like a fucking tablecloth.
1: Okay. like, <laughs> <laughs> When I bought it, like, why are there doilies on this one? <laughs> like like a fucking tablecloth. Unbelievable. I was like, what is wrong with me? So um, yeah, so that wasn't the fuck
0: on myself. My segment, it's so funny. Well, the Target thing is so funny to me because I accidentally buy maternity dresses from Target all the time, which I've told you about. i have done that twice where I just like the the outfit and I buy it. And then I realize later on it's maternity dress. Those are the only dresses I get compliments on when I go out and about in public. Literally. The last few times I've worn them, I have gotten a compliment every time. People really like my maternity dresses. Um, so, yeah, Target, I don't know what happens in there. It's like a goddamn fucking matrix or some shit. But you, you leave with stuff that you didn't think uh, you should leave with. Um, it, my my segment is really just a, a, a lot of my close friends and stuff are getting pregnant and having babies and all that. There's like three people in my life right now who I'm close with who um, either just had a baby or they're or they're pregnant. So I'm just excited to like be an aunt to all these little babies coming out soon. Yeah. I think that's really fun. Um, so yeah, that's that's been really nice. And just seeing them become, um, you know, parents and stuff is fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. Nice. Well, guys, um, I hope I see you in Washington, D.C. this weekend and Grand Rapids the weekend after that. And uh, yeah, go listen to to Delaney's Badass Podcast. Mm -hmm.
0: Delaneyfisher.com, baby. We'd love to have you. Minimalist Business Podcast. Check it out. Check it out and see you later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.